if you can be anything, be kind. And mm-hmm. it can it can just get you so far. And I think it's a really important sort of value to have. Can the quality of kindness be taught? In a sometimes self-centered society, how can schools teach pupils to be kind and equip them with the skills to look out for and help others? It's the last value in our in our rock. Um, but it is perhaps everything kind of sits on it, really. And it is one of the things that people told me about the school before I came, that, you know, it's an incredibly warm and incredibly kind, welcoming community. And that is absolutely what it is and what I've seen. And it doesn't mean, you know, we're not, it's not, um, it's not Nirvana. (laughs) It's not heaven. You know, (laughs) they're not all angels. It's not as if everyone gets it right every single day. But the thing is, fundamentally, people do want to do the right thing by each other. They do really, truly care in this school and they are really motivated by that and you know that's kids and and staff alike and and parents too actually we're very fortunate in our parent community so um and alumni you know take that out into the world and 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 live it so why is it a value at Alain's because um because life would be pretty wretched if you didn't have it (laughs) um and it isn't just about how we look after each other Though we take that very, very seriously indeed, it's also how we, ha- what we can um, share with the world. And the partnership work that we do here is really astonishing. I think I'm right in, say- right in saying that it's about 500 of our kids are out at some point, out in the community, at some point in their educational journey, making a difference. That's pretty special, I think. So the kindness, you know, it's about love. If you- and if you don't have that, what are you? <laughs> Truly. <laughs> That's Jane Lennon, head of Alain's School, and this is episode five of Alain's Rock On Kindness, our new school podcast which seeks to deep dive into a broad range of subjects and transport you into the world of Alain's. One volunteering opportunity at Alain's is to work with Under One Sky. Listen to Mrs Arthur Furlong and Year 13 students Ella and Freya talk about their volunteering experience and what they learned from Brian, the homeless charities team leader. We got to know him really well, and he's great. So he's been he's been working with Underscore Sky for many years, yeah. and uh, and so they have. I mean, we went on one particular walk, generally through Leicester Square, Soho yeah. area, uh, and then there's always an Under One Sky team leader who will take a group out, um, just kind of you know, so that we are, we are all safe, but also we're aware. And also, he's known these people for yeah, years and years, amazing. and also he you know he will start to notice if someone's missing. From their yes. particular area mm. so when you the more you do it you kind of go so there was always the two Irish guys yeah. in Covent Garden just as we were kind of coming back in and always kind of sat so if someone's missing you notice it and then you can ask someone else and I think it's that awareness of going okay where are they are they okay what's happened and then they start to know they're cared of and it was like I did, and Brian would say like I didn't see you last week where were you I was yeah. worried yeah. like what's happened and he was like oh I'd moved spots and, and kind of gone somewhere else he has built a community out there, and that's one of the most impressive things that I noticed about the programme, is that yeah. everyone knows each other. Brian has built a relationship with them. Um, and then also, like, towards the end, for them to be like, oh, there's only, for example, if one of us wasn't there, be like, oh, there's only three girls with you today. The fact that that was in about, I don't know, two weeks, yeah. for them to already start to build a relationship with us was such an incredible thing. Yeah. So during one of our walks, we went to a square in the middle of London and we met this man who um, 
told us all about this museum he had visited and all the art he saw and how you know, excited it made him. I think it was maybe a local church, actually, that he went to. Mm. Um, and he told us, um, and we had this conversation with him for about five minutes, and then he really thanked us and said, you know, this, no one has spoken to me in quite a long time. And we saw that that small chat, such a little thing, really lit him up and gave him such a big smile on his face. And it was just such a rewarding experience to see the impact of your actions. Yeah, and I think like something that we can take, we often take for granted, like just having a conversation with your friend or like when you get to school and like asking how the weekend was on a Monday or whatever and knowing that that's something that so many people don't get to do. I think it was so nice to kind of experience how much just like Freya was saying, a five minute conversation can impact someone's day and like really make it better for them. I think you've hit upon kind of one of the main focuses of One to One Sky. So when they talk about, the charity talks about kind of their mission in terms of homelessness and helping homeless people, it's, it's really about that human connection. Mm. It's not just about the supplies that you were taking out and delivering uh, and bringing them kind of hot food and hot drinks, uh, but actually acknowledging that they exist, mm. um, asking their name, having those kind of conversations. Did you think that after you did the Under One Sky outreach work that you notice more homeless people in London or they became more visible? Sure, especially like, because um, when we would come home often, like Brian would give us a little bag of stuff and then we would give that to anyone that we saw on the way home that looked like they needed something. And I think that kind of widened it that it's not just in central London on these walks that were going on, but it's everywhere and it made me more aware to even just like smile at someone as they walk past or like say good morning or if they ask you for something reply to them rather than just ignoring them and carry on walking if they said do you have any money like oh sorry no I don't um and even if that's it like them knowing that you've acknowledged them and that they exist rather than just them being this invisible because I think often with homeless people there's a stigma around them and I know that Under One Sky are really trying to remove that and I think that the the whole experience has really helped me to think oh no they're just normal people as well they're just struggling a little bit in life like the stories that some of the people had like we met someone who had walked from Scotland to Cornwall and to like just sit and chat with him in like Leicester Square for five minutes was incredible to like see what this man had done and like I was like I've just been going to school and you've done this incredible walk whilst being homeless it was insane I think it makes it so much more real yeah um, seeing it firsthand and definitely encouraged me to want to do more mm. I felt before this experience I was completely blind to the realities of what was going on like the streets of London and it's now as I've said I want to sort of join under one sky in like the future once I've got a bit more time but yeah. um oh, yeah definitely this summer and stuff like that um it has really been eye-opening experience and I'm so glad that I actually did it and was able to realize how little I was doing before and how much more I can be doing um so I was really grateful for you know that opportunity yeah and I think donating to charity is obviously amazing and like I have done that for ages like as a family and as a school we obviously donate a lot to charity but to really see 
what that money goes towards firsthand and knowing like okay well this is what the charity would use this money for and you getting to experience that it was like wow I'd I'd probably rather volunteer at the charity maybe now and I'm not saying I wouldn't donate but I think to put yourself in it and do that first-hand experience is something that I will never forget as like something that I feel so fortunate to be able to have done. Well, I mean, I think for Under One Sky, you know, they're, the, the idea that there is, you know, they're a completely volunteer-led organisation. Mm -hmm. So actually, and for them, it was really important, I think, having young people and this idea that you are the people that will kind of change the world. Yeah, I think hearing the stories and the kind of the life journeys that people have been on, that they've, they've ended up where they are. Um, and I think the idea is that actually if we give people a sense of belonging in a kind of wider community just by engaging and connecting with them, you're actually potentially opening a door for change and actually for them to kind of move out of homelessness. And that's Under One Sky is obviously there they want to end homelessness, which is a, a massive, monumental kind of task or aspiration. Yeah. Um, but I think actually individually, you know, you all contributed to that. You all made a difference. You don't know if just the fact that you said hello to that person, if you made eye contact with them, the fact that you gave them a hot drink, actually those little things actually might have made a massive difference for someone to go, actually, I'm seen, yeah. I'm part of a community, I'm cared for, I'm acknowledged, I exist, and actually kind of move them away. Um, yeah, I mean, under one case, it's kind of say moving from surviving to thriving. And mm -hmm. I think it's very hard to survive on your own. And actually, we all survive and we, we, because of each other. And I think it's, that's what kindness is. It's connection. It's acknowledging that we all are part of something together. And actually, in order for us to survive, we need to help and it kind of extend a hand, you know, literally uh, and metaphorically to each other. Three things in human life are important. The first is to be kind, the second is to be kind, and the third is to be kind. Henry James. Assistant Head, Director of Studies, Aidan Spoke Clements, talks about what the school has done to help support Ukrainian refugees in our local area. Schools build communities. It's one of the reasons that I love working in schools, because you become part of a community immediately where, where people look after one another. And so we started to think about what, what community might mean and what we could do to support the growing community of refugees in, in the area. Uh, and so that's where the idea for the coffee mornings came from. And uh, we've now run six coffee mornings jointly with JAGS and DC on Saturdays. And we are gearing up to keep them running over the summer holidays as well, because we've seen that there is a need amongst the community and they are absolutely gorgeous affairs. They completely embody uh, kindness, people being warm and supportive. It's an opportunity for hosts and refugees to come together, to meet, to talk, to share their problems, to share their triumphs across the course of the week. And it's been an extraordinary opportunity for people to connect with one another, to get to know people. And um, I've been really touched to see how many of our staff have volunteered their time to support the English language classes that we're running. Um, that's been a really complicated task. Uh, when I first started meeting students, uh, and indeed 
when I first uh, started speaking to refugees at the coffee mornings, um, I said to people, we don't really know what you need and we don't know what we can provide and we're not even sure how to provide some of the things that we can provide. So there's been this extraordinary string of questions for us to answer. Um, and uh, the people, the staff that have been running the English language classes have dealt with exactly that. They've met an uh, ever-changing group of students with a different range of abilities in English, um, with different levels of confidence as a person, um, and with different levels of uh, emotional need and anger in some cases. Um, uh, and our staff have just given of themselves warmly and freely uh, to try to make those students feel comfortable and happy uh, whilst trying to make sure that they get a bit more English under their belt as well. Um, and uh, I'm supremely grateful to the staff that have made that happen uh, and indeed to some of our students who volunteered to go and help out with those classes as well. Um, I think if you want to see what kindness looks like giving selflessly of your time when you have no real notion of exactly how it's going to pan out, saying that you're going to offer something when you don't necessarily know how long it's going to take or when it's going to go on until, um, that's, that's real kindness and it's been extraordinary to see members of our community step up in that way. Hear from Year 13 students Megan and Tavi and what they gained when volunteering by teaching Ukrainian children English. Quite different to how I expected it, to be honest, but incredibly fulfilling and I really enjoyed it. What about you, Megan? Um, yeah, I found it really enjoyable and like really encouraging to see them actually putting in quite a lot of effort to learn new words that they didn't know. And one, the, the boy that I was working with was actually really good at spelling particularly, which was good to see. Tabby, you said it was different to what you expected. Can you explain how? What did you expect and how was it different? I think it was to do with the level of engagement they showed. I, I was expecting these young kids to come in and not really care, but they were like really engaged, really wanting to make the most out of the session. And they were also far better at English than I had thought, considering like the person I was with had only been in England for three weeks. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing them honestly having like fun with each other and speaking in English, but also in Ukrainian. And like obviously they've gone through such a hard thing and they're still able to like laugh and spend time together and then learn at the same time which I don't know, it's really nice to see I enjoyed just seeing their faces light up when they sort of knew a word and and they knew what it meant in Ukrainian and like it just sort of all clicked, clicked in, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. all made sense and also they spoke about Ukraine with like f such fondness like they talked about drinks and stuff that we don't experience here in England so yeah yeah Quite an interesting cultural exchange as well, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What was most impressive? What are you going to think about this evening or when you tell people about it? That we should be as engaged as they are despite being <laughs> five years older. <laughs> okay. I would say I was well, not... I just sort of didn't think that they would be so shy because I hadn't really thought about it. But considering they've just come from a whole other country and with everything that's going on there... Like it really put everything into perspective because you hear about it all on the news and everyone's talking about it. But seeing the like sort of raw impact in real life, I think is like it just really grounds you and puts it all into a much sort of deeper perspective than what I thought before. Let's revisit Aidan, who gives more insight into supporting local Ukrainian refugees through education. Um, we've already got two students 
in the senior school and uh, we have another five students that we're expecting to start in the senior school in September. Um, and again, one of the things that I would say has been really heartening, really warming um, and really reassuring is when we have been able to get refugees into the school to, to, to visit, to, to join classes, to, to become a permanent part of the organisation, uh, our students have shown bucket loads of kindness to them, uh, right down to the, the students that started in the lower school, um, when we let students already in their form groups know that they were going to be coming and they were going to be uh, buddying them, looking after them. Uh, some of them even met up over the weekend before the students joined the school to help make sure that those students would, would feel comfortable when they were with us. And, and again, that thinking of others, wondering what other people might need and giving freely of yourself to support them, I think that's a, a real mark of the way that, that kindness is shown. Um, only yesterday we had the, the new sixth formers in joining our, uh, our existing students as part of the Festival of Inspiration and Enterprise. Um, and one of the great outcomes of that day was that those five students who are going to join us in September met, got on with, exchanged numbers with a whole host of students from our current year 11 who they'll be studying alongside. Um, and seeing them join up and leave at the end of the day with, with big smiles, one of them gave me a big thumbs up as she walked past and, and was heading out. Um, that's what tells me that our pupils have been kind to them and and I expect nothing less from our pupils, but I've never been disappointed by them either. So some really wonderful ways there in which our, our opportunity to respond to a pressing need has given our community a chance to shine and show what it's really about. And uh, as someone relatively new to the school, um, it's, it's felt a, a, a great thing to see the community respond and reply in that way. The Interactive Careers event, the Festival of Inspiration and Enterprise, was also attended by alumnus Nigel Godfrey, Spurgeon's 1982, who gave current pupils an insight into his life as an actor and producer. Here he talks about the kindness shown to him by fellow alumni and his perceptions of our pupils today. I think I got more out of Alain's after I'd left, and it was to do with a network of what were called then the old boys, but now of course it's the Edward Allen club and, and it's the alumni which the school has really embraced in an extraordinary manner now and I can't speak highly enough of that um, and that was that was where I got a lot of direction and values that the, the, the old boys they seem to care about people when I was at Lallains there wasn't a careers day like this happening you know I, when I said I wanted to be an actor it was like oh yes would you also look at a real job? Um, whereas the alumni, the old boys, they were very encouraging. So that, you know, Alain certainly shaped who I am and, and, and that's why I like to come back and like to still stay involved because the persona of Alain shaped who I am. Uh, we, we've, we've become a society where a lot of people quite self-serving and quite greedy and you know greed is um, is I think a thing that drives society now and you often hear people make the statement oh you know you've got to look after number one I hate that saying 
I find it the most extraordinary. So I just can't stand it because I was brought up to think if you, if you look after everybody else, you'll be okay. And so that's kind of how I try and live my life now. If you be nice to everyone else, then it'll come back. And I do think that came a little, you know, very much from my time. I, one of the things I've noticed today is, is the politeness of all the pupils I've interacted with. They're just so, they're terribly respectful um, and they're not rude and they're just, they're just interested. They ask questions and, um, and they're just, they're nice kids. It's been a, you know, that's been a really nice experience. That brings us to the end of series one of Alain's Rock On. We'll leave you with some food for thought from Desmond Tutu. Do a little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good put together that overwhelm the world. We hope you've enjoyed Alain's Rock On. We'll be back for series two very soon. Don't miss any future episodes and subscribe to our channel wherever you get your podcasts from. With thanks to all staff, students and alumni who made this podcast possible. Narrated by me, Max, produced and edited by Sarah McGee, final edit by the Bonjour Podcast Agency.